Welcome to the Losing Religion Podcast, where every single month we encourage you to lose your religion and get into a relationship with Jesus. Our prayer every time that this podcast releases is that you walk away having a desire to grow in your relationship with Christ. Thanks for checking us out today. Well, hey guys, this is Sean, and I'm really excited to be back this week for another episode of Losing Religion Podcast. Now, recently, Mindy was out of the country on a trip, and we're extremely excited that she's back here with us and want to dig into some of the opportunities she had. But Mindy, now that you're back, how does it feel to be home? It feels amazing to be home. Uh, You know, having hot water is a luxury, Um, (laughs) and so it's nice to have hot water, your own bed. There's nothing like it. And my kids were excited to see me, and I was a little surprised about that because they spent a lot of time with Grammy while I was gone, and Grammy is just, you know, everything in the world and so they were excited to see me and I'm really grateful for that so I am thankful to be home and here with you guys and back at my favorite place Life Church Jinx. Well that's great and we're so glad that you're back with us for those that don't know Mindy got the awesome opportunity to travel out of the country to Africa to represent our church with some of our mission partners and so Mindy I'd love to hear from you what you guys were doing there and and the why behind why you were there. Yeah, so I got to go with some of uh, other some other staff members from Life Church, um, and we got to meet with our global mission partners over in. First, we went to Kenya, and then we went to Malawi. Uh, and some of our global mission partners do some really cool things. Um, they are Hope International, um, Tear Fund, um, Compassion International. Uh, and then Illuminations. And then we also met with another organization called World Relief that is not our current partner, but they um, are doing some really cool things too. But all of them are are doing things that are helping for long-term restoration in people's lives over in those countries. Or uh, There are in more than just those countries, but those are the ones that we visited. And so we got to meet with the leaders of those organizations, but then we also got to go out and actually meet with people that were impacted by uh, what they are doing over there. And so that was the very best part was getting to meet people and hear their stories and how our church has been a part of stories that are happening all the way over in Africa. Yeah, that's so awesome and exciting to hear about. And I'm sure there are so many stories that you could share. As you were getting ready for that trip, not having been out of the country before, what were you expecting as you were preparing and leaving for that trip? Well, I Honestly, I had no idea what to expect. I'd never been out of the country before, um, and so that was my very first time, and I had people like you guys and others that were sharing tips with me and and all of that, which was really helpful, but I really had no idea what to expect. Um, You just get comfortable in your little bubble, and, um, and it's really hard to put into words how to literally have no idea what to expect whenever you step off of a plane in another country, but that is how I felt. Um, I'll tell you some things that um, I didn't expect to see while I was there to experience. And uh, one of them was just the the sheer joy of people that we got to interact with, you know, um, living in slums and living with very, very, very minimal things. I'm talking like very minimal basic needs, like just barely having enough food to get by and having a home, but it's not really a home that is worth living in long term it's made out of tin or out of cardboard and uh, that was really inspiring to me to see so many people that that had very little but to them they had the world Um, because their lives look different now than they did a year or two years ago or longer uh, because of the global partner that 
that is working with them and, and the local churches that uh, are empowered to work with the people. So that was something I really didn't expect was to see just how happy people are to have the bare essentials. So when you think through that time of just knowing that you're stepping into a world where things are completely foreign. I know we talked about before you went, you were like, I yes. am terrified. Yes. I, don't, I don't know what's going to happen. Um, and you think through, you know, all the things that God is doing in each one of those people's lives as you were having conversations and hearing stories and just getting to see the difference between the cultures and what our church is being a part of and what these organizations are being a part of. Was there anything that you really felt like, man, walking away from that trip, I really feel like God was teaching me this specific thing or maybe a couple different things that he really just spoke to you as you were on that trip yeah there was there was a few things um one of them personally you know i i've shared with you all before just the struggles with anxiety that that i have and this journey i'm on because i do believe it's a journey to overcome anxiety and so um there were times on the trip that it were really stretching for me um first time away from my family for that long um, and to be so far away in a completely different country where I had no idea, you know, understanding the culture or having, um, like I said, hot water and things like that that I'm just used to, um, it was stretching for my anxiety. And there were some nights um, where I didn't have the distraction of, you know, the newest podcast to listen to or, um, you know, The Office on TV, on Netflix for me to watch. Um <laughs> I just had myself in my room and it was really at that point where I um, started really struggling and almost a couple of times almost going into full-on panic attack um, because I started thinking about the just the surroundings of where I was I'm in the middle of nowhere to me it feels like the middle of nowhere Um, I'm so far away from my family if something was to happen to me you know where does that go? As you know, when you have anxiety, like you go to the extreme. And so yes. I won't share all the extremes that I went to, but it was, it was, um, it was a little terrifying. I was scaring myself. Um, but really that was the enemy planting thoughts within my mind because I didn't have a way to distract myself like I normally do. Um, and so I realized at that time, like I cannot make it through this trip and through even tonight, this next hour, um, without asking God to help me. Um, and so I started just praying and, and thanking God for all of the things that I did have, like a building to sleep in, and I had water, and I had food, and you know I have a family that is going to be excited whenever I come home. And I was on on a trip with um, you know six other just really incredible leaders in our church, and so I started just thanking God for all that I had, and, and He really eased my anxiety, and I felt comfortable and I felt safe, and that was just a personal thing for me that I have never been in a place where I was in full-on panic, um, where I've had to ask God, like, I need you to just please, please help me um, to calm down. And, and that's kind of a, it was kind of an overwhelming feeling, but, you know, I, I honestly think I would go through that again to feel as close to God as I did during the time that I was there. Man, what a powerful story. I'm, I can relate to those moments of just needing God so heavily that mm-hmm. all we can do is ask him to step in. I'm sure just about everybody listening to this can relate to that as well because there's power in personal stories. And thank you for sharing what God was teaching you through that. And I'm sure as you were on that trip, there were other stories of life change and what God was doing in Africa. Do you have a few stories that come to mind on what was going on over there? Yeah, it's kind of hard to narrow it down, honestly. Like I could sit here for hours and talk about all of the things that God is doing in people's lives 
through these organizations that we get to partner with. And, and really, as a whole, all of the organizations that I'm talking about, they aren't necessarily the ones that are doing the work. They're empowering the local churches to do the work. And so, you know, we always say that we believe the local church is the hope of the world, and so do these organizations, and so do these churches um, that were over here in the different areas that we visited, uh, because they're the ones that are are helping the people and empowering them, equipping them to understand how to have long-term restoration. In fact, one thing that I thought was really cool is that everywhere we went, every church that we visited, you didn't see um, Compassion's name. You didn't see Hope International or Tear Fund. You didn't see any of those names. You didn't see Life Church's name, even though we may, you know, help to fund those organizations. All you saw was that local church and the people that are involved in that local church, um, because they're the ones that know the change that needs to happen, and they're the ones that can make the change happen. And so they just need to feel empowered to do so. Uh, one of the places that we got to visit was a savings group through Hope International. And uh, they are teaching, they are teaching people how to save money. They get into a group and they all, they meet, um, I think they meet once a month um, and they, you know, pour money into this pot basically where they're each saving. And then someone can take a loan from the group, somebody within the group takes a loan and then they can purchase, let's say like a sewing machine, something that's gonna generate some income for themselves and then after they purchase that sewing machine and they start making clothes and selling them at the market and they make an income, they pay that loan back to the group with interest. And so now the, the group is making money. And then at the end of the year, um, they distribute the money back out according to the shares that were put in. And then they start back over in January if they want to. It's optional. And most of the time they do because it's so great. It's so good how many people are able to provide for their families that couldn't before because of this savings group. And one of the things that I, I, I really noticed while we were there, when we actually got to visit this savings group in process, was that they were so intentional about the time that they spent in that group. So they had a time of worship on the beginning, which I have audio of, and it's just absolutely breathtaking. I don't know what they're saying, but you can tell by the way they're, they're singing that they are praising. Um, and it's just, it is so beautiful to get to hear them on the front end like they're praising God for what they have. And then they head into their meeting time and they go through all the different steps that they do in their savings group and they have a time of scripture and, um, and they, they share with one another and pray. Um, and what really got me about every single step that they took during that time was, like I said, how intentional it was. And why that stands out to me is because everywhere that we went in Kenya and in Malawi, people were going somewhere all the time. It was busy all the time to the point where I was like, where is everybody going? Because it was just like constant chaos. Um, they're just driving somewhere. Everybody's walking somewhere. And to go into the savings group and see them be slow and intentional, I thought, you know what? God is really blessing this savings group and this church and the people that are in it uh, because they are being very intentional about the time that they use serving God. And to me, that was really powerful in a place where it's so busy and everyone's going somewhere that these people were taking the time to go, we are going to learn how to save money, um, not only because we want to provide for our family, but also because we want to honor God uh, in our lives. And everything that they did during that savings group, it, it was a true reflection of that. And it was so inspiring 
to me um, because I find myself wanting to stay busy all the time too and and you know it was just really powerful yeah I think it's a good reminder even like you mentioned earlier about having the issues with the anxiety and talking about hearing these people slow down and God blessing that I feel like that's a really good reminder that it is important in the society that we live in today we're constantly busy like you said we're always going somewhere we've got Mm -hmm. something to do someone to meet something we're trying to accomplish and um, to know that man God can sometimes do more in those moments where we remove all those distractions where turn the TV off we get alone away from our family um, whether that's taking a walk outside or you know taking a day and just taking a day trip by yourself and going somewhere and just being alone um, because I feel like he has so many lessons to teach us but I think a lot of times we lose sight of the fact that he is wanting to teach us those things Mm -hmm. because we're just so distracted and busy right Um, and so you know as you think back over your trip and just all the things that you learned all the things that God was showing you um, what are some of the key takeaways that you wish everyone could be able to experience even if they don't get to go on a trip like Mm -hmm. this in their lifetime yeah I said I got to meet um, a lady named Leah who was a part of a savings group in Chitipa, uh, Malawi. And that was uh, help help funded by by Hope International, was the one that was helping to drive this and giving the curriculum to the church, and then the church was was empowering um, people like Leah to get involved. And so Leah's story is really inspiring to me, and I kind of wonder if maybe she'll rule the world one day because she is so, (laughs) I cannot, it's just so neat to hear about the things that, she's doing because she feels so empowered. So a little about Leah, um, she got into the savings group and her husband was not on board. And that's something that is important to note is that for most of the most of the women that are in Malawi and in Kenya, that um, they're not really valued as being able to contribute any to the family. They're just a mother, they're just a wife. Um, they're there to serve their husband and really nothing beyond that. Um, so Leah took the step to get into the savings group and her husband wasn't really interested in being in that group. So she she did so. So she started saving 76 cents a day. And as she continued to save, she put it into that savings group every time they met. And then she had saved up enough money to borrow, um, to buy or to put herself th- through tailoring school. So she learned how to sew. And then she borrowed money to buy a sewing machine. And then she started selling clothes and making an income for her family. And so then she bought a second sewing machine and she started teaching somebody else who was in her village, not somebody in the savings group, but somebody else that just lived in her village, how to sew. And she's making an income off that. Then as she continues to pay the money back and then makes an income on her own by selling the clothes at the market, she decides to buy her husband um, a bike, which he uses as a taxi. And so now he is generating income as well as she is too. And so at that point, her husband decided to be a part of the savings group too. And so then he started saving (laughs) money as well. And then before long, they actually had saved up enough money to purchase a well. They didn't have um, any water that was close by. Uh, And so in order to walk, they had to walk, oh, I think it was around a mile or so to get water for their family. Um, And so uh, Leah decided that her village needed a well. And so she took the money and she used it to dig a well for water for her entire village. And those are people that are not in her savings group. These, this is a this is 22 families that were impacted, well over 100 people that were impacted by um, Leah's investment and her That's learning awesome. how to utilize this savings program. And so um, Leah had shared something really special with me that stuck out. Um, and I think all of us can benefit from this. She said, I, I had to shift my mindset from... 
I'm waiting on somebody to help me. I'm waiting on somebody to tell me what to do. I'm waiting on, you know, the government to help me is what she said. Um, and she said, I shifted my mindset once I figured out that I could save money um, to knowing that actually God did equip me to do things on my own. Actually, I am capable of more than I thought. God has given me what I need and I can provide for my family and I, I am valuable. Um, and that was one of the things that I loved what Leah had said that I think we can all take away from. Leah had to shift her mindset to know that God has equipped her for more than she thought. And she had to shift her mindset to go, you know what? I am valuable in God's eyes. And because I am valuable in God's eyes, then I know that I can do more. And whenever she made that mind shift, you know, all of these really great things started happening because she shifted from going, I'm waiting on somebody to help me to, I'm going to help myself and I'm going to help others. And now, because she made that decision, her entire family looks different right now, but her kids' lives are going to look different as they grow older, too, because they are going to be raised in a home with that mindset. They're not going to be raised, a, you know, in a mindset like she had before. They are going to have the perspective of, we grew up knowing that we are valuable, that God loves us, and that we are equipped and empowered to care for ourselves and for our family. That's incredible. How has that changed kind of the perspective of her village? Have more people started getting involved in that group because of the impact that she's making? Yes, more people have decided to join the savings group and not everyone has. There's still some that are, are skeptical, you know, but, but most there's a lot of people that have joined. And like I said, her husband was not on board at first. He was like, oh, I don't think so. And then, of course, he saw what it was doing in her life and how God was working in her life. Um, and decided to come on board. And another really cool little thing that happened with Leah is that um, she actually brought out her Bible that happened to be in the Lombia language. Um, it was the New Testament Bible. Um, and actually, Life Church helped to fund the translation of that Bible. And so we got to share with her too, like not only are, you know, is our church helping to fund the organization that is you know, working with you on the savings group and learning how to do that, but the Bible that you're holding, we actually paid for the translation of that to happen too. So that was really cool. That's awesome. Wow, what an amazing story of not only life change and of somebody being able to take a little bit of a gift and turn that around, but restoration and the fact that she's pouring back into her community mm -hmm. and she is helping every single person around her, whether they're involved in that program or not. Yeah. And it all started because somebody could help out on the front end. Right. So as somebody's listening to this podcast today and listening to your story, and they want to get involved, what can we be doing right here in our community to be a part of all that God is doing, even in Africa? Yeah. I, so the, the main way, honestly, is just to give. Um, you know, if you're, if you're tithing um, or maybe you're giving above the tithe and you're giving that to relief and restoration, um, that is going to go and help people like Leah, um, you know, and uh, so many others uh, because our church – we, we fund these organizations that are helping to empower the churches over there to uh, utilize these programs. Um, so that's really the best way. The best way is, is, to, is to give um, and then always keep them in your prayers. Always be praying for uh, the people in Malawi and Kenya and other countries, um, you know, because what is going on on there, we really have it good here. Um, and they, uh, they have it good too in their eyes, but um, I just know there's so much more work that, that there is to be done. But I'm excited about what God is already doing and excited to see, you know, how our church can continue partnering um, with organizations and local churches over there to help empower people to continue growing. Yeah, of course, that's it's amazing. And 
just a great opportunity for people to use the gifts that they've been given today to impact others around the globe. And I'm also thinking through, there are people in need in every community and people that are in need of God's restoration and of biblical community right here even in Jinx and in Tulsa. Are there opportunities for that to be happening right here? For sure. You know, with our local mission partners and right here at Jinx, we have three who join the cause, Hope is Alive, and the Tulsa Hills Youth Ranch. And there's tons of opportunities for families to get involved in serving with each one of these organizations, some fun opportunities. Um, And so, you know, if that's something that you're wanting to do um, over the holidays, or if maybe you're just wanting to make that a a normal part of your routine, um, you know, is really going into our community and being the church. Because, you know, we talked about how the church is the hope of the world. um, And we talked about how that's happening in Malawi and Kenya. But right here in Jinx, Oklahoma, um, in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and all the surrounding communities uh, in our state and in our country, the church is the hope of the world here too. That's right. And so with people that are hurting here in our own communities that we have the opportunity to build a relationship with, um, those are that's what we should be doing. We should be be the church and go and meet with people that we can build relationships with and help to restore. And we can also be a part of the long-term restoration that's happening right here in our own community by serving with one of these organizations and, and helping people um, to heal from different things um, right here in town. So many amazing opportunities to get involved right here in the community. So if you're listening to this right now and that's you, you're ready to get involved, whether that be giving to the restoration that God is doing around the globe or getting involved right here in our community, we will share information about those resources in the show notes that will be attached to this podcast. And maybe you have more questions about Mindy's trip and some of the learnings and what God is doing there. We'll share her email in those show notes as well. So if you have questions, you can reach out to her via email. We're excited to see you next month. And remember, whoever finds God, finds life. She's like a writer. Your kids are going to be like, you did what? (laughs) Thanks, Josh. What are y'all talking about? Africa. Africa. Maybe, uh, uh, Africa. we do the voiceover for the intro song? That'd be great. Please don't ever do that. You could, uh, <laughs> you could make sure that you're holding up the lion as you're doing all of this. Hiya! Hiya! Pennsylvania! Yeah. <laughs>